You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, dude. The 90s called. With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to Hey Dude, the 90s called podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Christine. I'm your other co-host, David. What's (laughs) up, Christine? How are you? Hi, good. We had a week off. And and I think our guests are going to be very excited that we're back. We had a little week off of of a no episode, but is that bad? Is that is that really bad? I don't, I don't think know that's how bad. bad. I don't think that's bad. I no, think so. Yeah. You know, w- listen, we're we're it, we're in a good place now, but there was a strike. I mean, a lot of people were not. Right. We were, it was tough to book people. So um, anyway, this every, you all know who our guest is today. But let's let let's do a little check in. How's how's life for you, David? What's going um, on? Life is good. We're going to Austin tomorrow for uh, Parents Weekend. Um, Fun. Something funny happened this morning because I I got out of the shower and uh, Jill had showered before me and I, I I saw there was like some soap in my sink right and so I I kind of just like wiped it up with my hand and tried to rinse it off and then I put my hair gel in 
my, my hair cream. And then I'm, I'm, I'm smelling. I'm like, something smells really like weird. So I asked Jill, uh, what, what did I just wipe up with my hands? And she said, oh, that, that's Nair. She said, I got out of the, have you ever used Nair? Oh my God, like a hair removal? Like instead of shaving? Dude, yes. not only does it smell <laughs> rancid, oh, it's really it was all terrible. over my hands when and I you- put it in my hair gel. <laughs> so now <laughs> I swear I'm expecting my hair to fall out. Did you panic and run back in the shower? No, Jill said, did you rinse your hands before you put the hair gel on? I said, yes, I'm pretty sure I rinsed it, but like I I did my hair gel and then my hands still smelled like this thing. <laughs> so it's, so it's, this is a horrible it's yes, this is like it that's a it's a it's a very specific smell. It is a very it's a specific horrible smell. smell. I, I don't know who would ever and use it. By the way, it's so funny that after all these years, that's like the first time that you've gotten this a nair smell. I've probably smelt it before, yeah, but didn't just, recognize it. I've never used it, but like now I've spread it throughout my hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how, let's see where your hair growth is next week. Yeah, if there's well, some patchy, <laughs> some spots. We'll do a check-in. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is really um, so funny. But hey, hey, it's good segue. Speaking of hair. Frosted tips <laughs> Frosted tips. Oh, we have, uh, as you all know, because you've tuned in, because you've clicked on, we have an incredible 90s guest today who has been everywhere. And I am so excited about. I'm so happy for them. They literally are all over the news from the VMAs to the new song to the new movie. I mean, it's like. Amazing. Everywhere, and it's been so much fun to just see them all reunited again because In I just sync, it, back together for new music. Oh my <laughs> it's god, it's incredible! And Lance Bass, who is a fellow iHeartRadio podcast host, Frosted Tips, um, Frosted Tips is. Um, is in our waiting room. So shall we invite him yeah. in? I cannot wait to talk to him. He's an it. old friend, and this is exciting. How are you guys? Uh, I know that voice and those tips. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look at you, handsome. Lance Bass, thank you for being here. Of course, anytime. Look at you. I First of all, we go so far back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember us all running into each other in a hotel room in New York City. Mm-hmm. I want to say... Ben and I maybe had just gotten married. Like I didn't even have kids. We didn't have kids yet. We were, I was still in my twenties. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So you we're were much younger. Nice. <laughs> we were but all in our twenties. <laughs> my twenties in New York was amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh! I re- just, I just remember like we we connected. We all hung out in a hotel room there. I think we were all going to a Mets game, or you guys were singing the national anthem at a Mets game, or something like that. Well, we didn't sing that. It was either Yankees. Okay. It might have been Yankees-Mets. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It was the World Series. Yes. Wasn't it? The Subway Series? Oh, Subway wow. Series. Yeah. There, that was see? 2000. Yes. 2000. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's when we did the national anthem for uh, like game five. Ah. Crazy. And Ben and I, like somehow we crossed paths with you. We ended up all hanging out, just chatting in a hotel room. Maybe, and- maybe y'all were shooting Zoolander at that point too. That- 
is exactly what it was. Wow. Exactly. Because we lived in LA at the time. We're in Wait, New York what, now. Lance, what did you what did you do in Zoolander? Um, oh well, I was uh murdered i guess <laughs> <laughs> great let's just put it this way i feel like lance most of your filmography has to do with uh, one stiller or another whether oh, it's ben stiller thunder right or True. jerry stiller yeah y- y- y'all keep me y'all keep me working I- I love it. i'll never forget that because i went it was in meatpacking district when uh I think he was doing the scene where, you know, the gas station. You know, where oh, like, my gosh. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I remember I was there with him in that. And I think that's when we hung out that night in the hotel. Oh, my gosh. It's so uh, much fun. Yes, you were such a sport. You know, there's a whole scene at the end of the movie where Derek mm-hmm. has been brainwashed and he's supposed to like there's certain triggers, celebrity triggers. Uh, and you were like yeah. the front row, like giving a thumbs up to yeah, Derek. The bachelor, and then they had like this little, you know, pop up. This pop-up of me, then I remember I was filming a movie in Canada and he sent that pop-up of me to the house. And it was so funny because I would just put that little pop-up all over the house and it would scare the crap out of everyone. <laughs> that is so <laughs> genius. Like screaming all throughout. Like, oh my God. It was great. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so good to see you. And by the way, we say this to a lot of our guests and I think it speaks volumes, but you really have not aged like you look so good i like love you the can hair say anything look at you you have not aged a day no, it's you. something i was just talking about this who was i just saying this with uh oh with uh chili from tlc who also has not aged a day i'm like what is up with our generation like <laughs> are we eating a certain flintstone vitamin at the right time right like our parents didn't live very healthy <laughs> no <laughs> right, they got all the smoke that they're around all the time like you yeah. know there were smoking sections in a freaking restaurant it's insane oh my gosh <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, I'm so excited for you guys. I know we'll we'll get to this and we're going to go back to the beginning, but I am so psyched for you guys. The new song is insane. And uh, I I have a, my youngest daughter was in the car with me on the way to school and someone on the, on the radio was talking about Tom Cruise and she said, who's Tom Cruise? And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I'm like, you know, Mission Impossible? Do you see the new Top Gun? No, no, no. And then later in the evening, I was driving her and, and I listened to InSync songs all day. <laughs> and I was in the best mood all day. It's just such feel good music. And then I put my, my daughter got in the car and she's like, oh, yeah, I know this song. Ah. I, I know this song. And, and I'm like, I don't know the, her point of reference, but 13 year olds. TikTok. <laughs> oh, right, right. right. Yeah. But like she knew you, she knew your music, and she has no idea who Tom Cruise is. Um, and well, I David, was in a great mood all day. I have to say, then I kind of, I'm judging you as a parent right now that she does not know who Tom Cruise is. Because you should have shown her every Tom Cruise movie growing like, up. What, what have you shown your kids? Everything. I mean, everything. everything. What, rain? Okay. <laughs> everything. Um, it's, he's Tom it's, Cruise. It's my fault as a father. <laughs> I know. I just have to just. I, if it, if I'm not making fun of you for something, then this isn't. But has our anyone podcast. ever said to you, "Who's Tom Cruise?" I was like, "Are you joking?" <laughs> no. And then she knew every InSync song. Yeah, and I'm 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 kind of doing bad parenting now. Today was the very first day 
that I had my kids listen to an NSYNC song. I don't know why it's taken me two years for to play Bye 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 or anything to them, but no. literally this morning. Wait, how, how old are they? They're two. They'll be two. They're two. <laughs> Twin, beautiful twins. Oh, yeah. They're... Congratulations. Oh, oh my God. Congrats. They're gorgeous. Wow. Nah, yeah. So Beautiful family. All right. So what it, how, What was the reaction when uh, you played the They loved song? it because, you know, they got these. Well, I'll show you right now because it's right in front of me. So this is why they had these like little people sets. No. Like, no strings attached. <laughs> little people just came out. And I'm like, oh, and they love their little people. Now they can, you know, they can have me and my my friends in their barns that they play with. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've never even let y'all hear, hear the song at all. So, yeah, as they were playing with our little people, they were watching the Bye 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 video. Oh, I can, I send some dance parties. Oh, yeah. But they love that. You know, they love the new troll song. The Better Place is that's that's their jam. That's their jam. <laughs> this song's awesome. And the music has always been so uplifting. I'm telling you, I was in the best mood all day yesterday. I played it. I just on loop in, in, Dude, in my so car. Fun. I mean, now, you know, music. our generation's looking back at the good times and want to feel that innocence again. And uh, yeah, that 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 era has just really blown up and and really it's it really is because of TikTok. Like TikTok has started this crazy trend. You know, for our our heyday, and these kids are loving it's it. It's so interesting, isn't it? How just you know, clips and sound bites and songs, and it is like my kids will make fun of me because from from the Brady mm. Bunch, the Surejan yeah. thing it gets used all the time. Like that was something <laughs> they didn't really see, but it, it gets used so out of context. And so, but it'll come up in politics. It'll come up in all of these things. But it's all TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, all right. So let's go back a little bit. And I'm sure you've told these stories ad nauseum <laughs> during all of these these press junkets and appearances that you've had. But go back and just kind of fill us and our listeners in a little bit on just how it all started. Because you were in high school, right? I was, yeah. I was uh, 16 years old, uh, going to Glen High School in Glen, Mississippi. And, you know, not even thinking about what I wanted to do as a career. That was not that definitely wasn't in my mind. Uh, and then, yeah, just, uh, I got a call one day from Justin Timberlake and I had known him because I, I had watched the Mickey mouse club when I was younger, uh, but kind of fell off when JC and Justin joined that. But I knew that he was on the Mickey mouse club and I'm like, Ooh, I love that show. This, you know, this is fun. Uh, and we, we had a, a vocal coach in common. He was from Memphis. I was from, you know, Jackson, Mississippi. And so uh, they had put this group together. Um, Chris Kirkpatrick decided it was really funny because it really started with Howie D from the Backstreet Boys, ironically. Wait, uh, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. But uh, so Howie D and Chris Kirkpatrick went to college together and they sat near each other during your, their chorus class or whatever. And so Lou Perlman, the one who put the Backstreet Boys together and our record label president was wanting to put a new kids on the block type group together. And so he did this big audition and how he auditioned and made it, but how he didn't tell Chris about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so Chris is like, wait a minute. He goes, how we got in a group? He's like, I'm a better singer than him. Why can't I be in a group? And so Chris Kirkpatrick being Chris Kirkpatrick calls Lou Perlman, didn't even know who this man at all. And was like, Hey, if I put a group together, will you fund us? And Lou was like, sure. So Chris <laughs> called JC, called Justin, called Joey. And then, you know, Justin called me and just kind of put this group together. And uh, yeah, we started as an acapella group, not knowing that it would blow up to what it, you know, is today. That Mickey Mouse Club 
cast. I, I got to say, Christine, I think I was doing Blossom at the time and I, I flew down there to do a guest thing on, I think it was uh, Ryan Gosling, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake was there. It was in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. But my go goodness, what what amazing talent they had on the Mickey Mouse Club. The fact that they have not brought back that show on the Disney Channel. <laughs> so true, right? In the 50s, they did it in the 70s, they did it in the 90s. It's time again. Because look, we had JC, Justin, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Carrie Russell. Right. Britney, oh my God. I mean, so many people were in this cast. It's insane. <laughs> How did Justin know to call you? Uh, we had the same vocal coach. Oh, they needed a bass singer because I'm a bass. Oh, um, got it. We were trying to do five part harmony. Everyone, you know, had their job, and uh, there was a guy, Jason, that was Joey's best friend, that was you know in the group to begin with. But then he decided, I don't want to, I don't want that market. Like I'm not into like the kid market, like singing music that teenagers will like. So he decided to leave the band, and that's when they called me. That next oh my week. god that's like the sixth the fifth beetle wow. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah all those stories bad, for those people <laughs> break my heart <laughs> but you wait so i think i read somewhere too that you were not really a dancer is that oh, true not at all like i i had no clue what i was getting into right i when i got there and met the guys yeah, we, we couldn't afford music. So literally, we just, we just sang a cappella. And the biggest thing I could think of was like, wow, what if we get hired at Disney or Universal Studios to be like the a cappella group that goes around the park singing? Like that was. <laughs> that would have, that was like the oh, goal, you, right? That was your goal. That's. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been awesome. Job, oh, job at Disney or Universal? Come on. Um, you know, they had bigger plans for sure, but that's just <laughs> as big as my. My, I don't know. My hopes. Well, you're, get- you're, you're, miss, you're 16 year old Mississippi yeah. country boy brain, right? You were like, that would be huge to be at a theme yeah. park. Yeah, that is dreaming big for us. Right. Uh, and, you know, and it took us a while. I mean, it took us a year to get a record deal because uh, no one wanted to sign these five little kids that were singing, you know, pop music. Uh, every label president from Tommy Matola to LA Reid was like, this will never work in America. Like, sorry. And so, uh, you know, a few months later, I was like contemplating, do I go back and finish my senior year of high school? Um, and so I told the guys, look, I'm I'm going to go back home and go to school. But on the weekends, I'll come here and we'll still rehearse. We'll still try to do this. But, you know, weekdays, I'm going to, you know, go finish my senior year. And it was when I was packing my bags to go back to Mississippi. And that's when I got the call saying that a record label in Germany wanted to sign us. And so instead of packing for Mississippi, I was packing to move to uh, to Munich, Germany. Whoa. Why, why Germany? That's, I mean, that's where a lot of acts start, especially back then. That's where the Beatles started there, Backstreet Boys, like a lot of pop music started in, in Germany. Wow. Just a different market. Just a different, more, the, yeah. It was the number two market in the world. And people just didn't realize that. Like it was, it's so huge. Wait, so and you that- all moved to Germany? To record there for two years um as a german band and released an album did tours i mean we were over in europe it was insane it was such an overnight success like we couldn't even f- believe it because again going from i'm going to finish my senior year of high school to two weeks later being on the cover of every magazine and not even released a song yet <laughs> like it was it was so insane uh but those germans loved americans and they just loved american music so and backstreet boys were already blowing up over there so once we came on board they just 
absolutely ate it up. And uh, it was an incredible, and I'm glad we did it because we were not prepared for an American release because we still didn't know what our sound was so much yet. Like we were toying. Oh, so it was like a training ground for you guys. Oh, it was major training. We were, we were experimenting with techno and just really crap stuff like that. Um, it was embarrassing. There was a lot of embarrassing things we had on that first European album. <laughs> we were able to, you know, like, okay, what works, what doesn't work. And then by the time we came to America in 97, it was, uh, we were, we were ready. You were honed and ready. That's amazing. Like a, a runway. Wow. Did your did you guys have family with you in Germany or were you going to, like how did that work? Did your mom go with you? Yeah, what, so what two of us were underage. So Justin and I, he was, you know, 14, I was 16. Well, at that time I guess I was 17. Uh, and right. so as minors, you know, our parents had to come with us, but thank goodness, because we had no I mean, we had management, we had whatever, but they never were there. They never showed up. <laughs> So it was just my mom and Justin's <laughs> mom basically managing all of us and getting us from concert to concert and washing our clothes and just doing everything. But, you know, we were, it was definitely, we were on our own for a while at the very beginning. It wasn't until we started having a little success, uh, especially at the end of our German time, that the record label and the management started showing up. And like, oh, hey, we're here. <laughs> We'll get involved in this. This is we might want yeah. to show up. These this this could be gold for us. I, that's a big sacrifice for the family, though, right? For your mom's, your and Justin's mom, and it is. And I didn't even realize that you know because I'm a dumb kid at the time, but I didn't realize what that was going to do to my family. Um, I'm just thinking, well, of course I'm doing this. You're going to let me do this, right? Uh, I didn't know that my mom was so against this, but she never let me know that. You know, she, oh, wow. she did not want me to do this. She thought this was an insane thing to do is just quit school and join a, something that you don't even know where it's going to go. But she was so cool and not letting me know that and letting me follow this dream. Um, and thank goodness it worked out because I don't know what that would have done to our family, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it, you know, it, when you do something like that, your whole family goes through it. And wow. it's. Oh, my gosh. I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So I came from a very small town also, like did musical theater. And then when I got this audition for our, the show David and I did together for Hey Dude, which was shooting in yeah. Tucson, Arizona. Which, by the was, way, I was obsessed with Hey Dude. You were? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was the right age, right? He's like just enough younger, younger than us. Than us. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Nickelodeon started because my best friend had it and of course we didn't have it because i lived in a little small country town and we would always just run over to his house to watch nickelodeon <laughs> right I mean, that's what uh, we were saying is we we uh, didn't even know people were watching because not everyone had it it was not oh, yeah. the way it is now well, but it, <laughs> it was i i similar to you though it was that thing when this came up my like my parents didn't know anything about show business. I love doing plays and musicals in Allentown, but I didn't know anything about the entertainment industry. But my parents, who I'm sure were terrified of like, what is this thing she's going to do? Never let on. It was always just like, of course, we support you. Of mm -hmm. You know, they, they, it, we, we came from a very traditional, you know, mm -hmm. all of my friends were going to college, everybody. It was that thing that I'm sure was very scary for them, which they talk about now. Like, we had no idea what we were doing. And my mom still to this day, because unlike you, our David, our show, 
really our parents didn't come with us and we were minors but they assigned us guardians that no, were not no, really we had no guardians <laughs> no. christine and i had adjoining rooms i think <laughs> i mean would y'all i mean i can imagine being you know young did y'all just get in so much trouble because back then also you couldn't get caught. There was no cell phone cameras and all that. You could really just right. get away with anything. I really feel like this is something we've talked about. We didn't take enough advantage of it. I feel like we were like kind of too good. Like we really were pretty rule followery, weren't they we? In Germany as teenagers uh, and everything over there is a little more legal. Um, <laughs> oh, we, no. We definitely had fun. We're like, we are. I mean, even the teen magazines, you know, I'm from, I'm very conservative from Mississippi. You know, I've never had the sex talk or anything like that. Right, right. Germany and all the teen magazines, like their bot magazine, the centerfold is always a naked guy and a naked girl. And it explains how you have sex and just everything, like just right there. Like, this is how you do it. Oh my God. It's an amazing thing for kids to just, it's like, it's just, this is how it works, guys. Your your mom must have been thrilled. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't imagine the height of your fame at that age. Like we've had a lot of guests on that have been through this and I'm always fascinated. I want to ask you about the process, but what was it like living at the height of NSYNC fame? How did you leave the house and did you get into trouble and were you able to manage it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, the good thing is we didn't really know what was going on. We were we were so busy. We didn't have a day off. So we were just traveling somewhere, doing a show here, recording. And I, I just, there was so much going on. You didn't get to watch TV. You didn't get to watch, listen to radio. So you didn't know how big it, it had gotten, you know? Right. So yeah. to us, it was still those little kids living in a house in Orlando, trying to get a record deal and just like <laughs> fighting get your song played on the radio. Um, but as it grew and grew, you just never understood how big it was getting. Uh, and it wasn't really until kind of TRL started and, you know, you would go to TRL and you'd see Times Square shut down. That's when you're like, oh, my gosh, like people really like us now. <laughs> this is this is great because we were always chasing bands like the Backstreet Boys. You know, they were always like, oh, we're always the redheaded stepchild. Everyone looks down on us. Uh, so we were just <laughs> always, you know, just trying to catch up to everyone else. And then there was just that moment. You're like, oh, my gosh. Like we're here, we've we've arrived. Yeah, we had Carson on the show. He's a very close friend of mine, and my brother-in-law Scott London. They both told me they went to the Super Bowl with you, and they've had great times with you. And they say hello. But um, yeah, those days in the '90s, it was like it was before social media. So like celebrities were everything. I mean, musicians, actors, they were the influencers of the time. So it was it, it was enormous. There was you know everyone watching you at the same time. And Carson yeah. talked about that at you guys yeah, as an example. Yeah. Like he he rem- when we talked about TRL and how that blew up because he had no idea. He was like, I was a radio guy <laughs> who had like you know they put me on camera. I was not an on camera guy. And he said it really wasn't until you guys, Brittany, people would come on and it would be. Like they would have to shut down. He said down he was Times like Square. the door guy. It was <laughs> right. Carson said yeah, I was like was the, the bouncer. To, I was I, the gatekeeper. I, to I, the, I was yes. definitely in the danger zone for sure. I'm sure he's gotten a lot of scratches from <laughs> <laughs> all these, right. these artists. But uh, it was just it was just this moment in time where pop culture and music just exploded because you know end of the 90s it was a, an eclectic decade from grunge to Spice Girls to hip hop exploding. 
there really was, it was just all over the place. Um, and then all of a sudden, the end of the 90s, this pop music came in and exploded. And then coupled with MTV making a huge comeback with that TR show, it was just the place to be. And also, there weren't many networks to watch. So you had to run home from school and watch that show. Like you were, you're basically kind of forced to like these bands. You're like, these are your 10 people that you like. It's Corn, <laughs> Limp Bizkit, Backstreet, Britney, Christina, you know, Blink-182. Right, and but TRL was like Instagram, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, all in, all one. in one, all in <laughs> one place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, everyone now is so segmented, right? Everyone has right, their right. base here and here and here. But there, I mean, we all had to hold hands and be in it together. <laughs> wow. And how did you guys as a, as a group, and obviously like you were spending every waking minute together and not knowing the story about being in Germany together, like that must have bonded you all in a way that, you know, and look at you now. Like, I mean, this is just amazing. No, what it, What is, what, what are those relationships? Uh, you know, it's, it was an immediate best friendship for sure. And that's, I, for anyone wanting to start a group out there, living with each other is, is, the test. And, you know, when we first started, we all lived in a house together for, you know, almost a year. So, yeah, I mean, I was sleeping on Chris Kirkpatrick's futon. Like that was my bed. <laughs> By the way, the word and futon, that's so 90s too, right? <laughs> that's so 90s. <laughs> futon. futon. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was, it, it was that, that artist's dream of, you know, of just like every morning, just waking up and eating and breathing your music and just, you know, really rehearsing every day and figuring out what, who are we? Um, and in doing that, you really create this amazing bond and this friendship and it's a family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and like I said, you know, it was a struggle, you know, to get started. And, you know, there were always bands that were ahead of us and doing much better. So that bonded us even more because we always felt like, no one cared about us, but we, us five, we're the only ones that can control this. Um, and it's lasted to this day. I mean, we're still brothers. You know, we haven't made music in 23 years, but we talk all the time and we're just, we're so in our, each other's lives. So when this opportunity came about for this new song, Better Place, it just, it made sense. And, uh, and to get in the studio with these guys 23 years later, it's weird how not a day has passed. We are just as stupid and <laughs> we revert to being 16 all over again. It's like we do not grow up when we're around each other. <laughs> I love watching all the 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 press and the promo stuff and all the social yeah. media, the bits that you guys do. It is literally like watching you from 20 plus years ago. And it's so heartwarming. Like you said, David, it, it, their music put you in such a good mood. Like just seeing you all together is happy making. I <laughs> know. Look at Taylor Swift freaking out. Everyone is so happy. Everyone's it's so like, happy about this. It really this. is such a credit to the work that you guys did in those short few years that affected so many people. Everyone is so happy. I'm, I mean, what's the song? I'm so excited that you that you're yeah. so excited. It's such a great song. Christine, have you heard it? Of course. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's fun. And, and you bring up Taylor Swift because, you know, I went to her show a couple of weeks ago and, you know, I've always loved Taylor Swift since she was a country singer, but I wouldn't consider myself a Swifty until now. And I you know, I went to the show <laughs> and I'm like, now I get it. And it's, it's not about, I mean, she has great music and she's a wonderful performer, but it's, it's the vibe that she puts out. It's the fans. All the everyone is just in such a good mood. 
and everyone's giving out friendship bracelets and even security and concession stand workers are having the best time ever because it's just this moment that everyone's having together and everyone is just in such a good mood. And if if we can bring those smiles to people right now, that's exactly what I want to do. That's I would have great. to say that Taylor was influenced by you guys with how how your music made her feel. She was so fanning fanning out over you guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had no idea she even knew who we were. So yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> it's so cool, and it's so you're you're so right. Like that feeling that you know our daughter who's twenty one now is a huge Swifty and was and went to all of her like growing up. She loved every album, but like Ben and Ben and I took her to, and her best friend to to the concert when they were here when she was here on the East Coast. And it was like exactly what you said. And, and and by the way, we'll go places where people care that Ben Stiller's there. No one cared that Ben Stiller was there oh. <laughs> in that crowd. No one cared. Yeah. It was about Taylor. It was about and it was so sweet because everyone's giving Ben friendship bracelets. But it was in it was uh, all in solidarity that we were all there for Taylor. And there is well, sure. you don't get that. All, yes, exactly. Ben got so many. It's, like like a newer kind of dead show, right? Right, My, yeah. Minus the drugs. <laughs> yeah, a little left lead, yeah. <laughs> that was the funny thing. That, I don't know if you noticed, because, you know, I like to have a little drink at a concert. There's no line at a Taylor Swift concert at, at the liquor stand. <laughs> just the merch. Yeah, there's no adults. The merch. It's just the merch, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next-day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What was the process like of the, the, the writing of the music, the recording of the music, the rehearsal for the tour? I mean, you were just a kid. Yeah. You know, that's a lot. Uh, so what, what, what was that like? You know, it's uh, pretty regimented where, you know, you would spend two or three months recording an album. So you were in the studio 24-7, writing, recording, like whatever we could do and producing this album. As soon as that was done, you are planning the next promotional tour and you're on that for a couple of months and back in my day you'd have to go to every single radio station yep <laughs> oh my gosh you were, you were on the road for two months to promote Wait, like in person you'd have to fly to oh, the city you'd have to go to the city and you know now you can just do it on zoom right? or right. <laughs> release my song on tiktok um so you had to you had to show up you know back then so that took a lot of your time and then you would take a month to prepare a whole tour and rehearse for that and learn all the choreography. And then you go out on tour for three to four months. And then when that's over, it all rinse and repeats. It just kind of goes all through that cycle over and over again. Was there ever a feeling of like, oh boy, here we go again, or, or I'm drained, I'm wiped out, I need a break? Definitely. It was uh, when we had released No Strings Attached and we had finished kind of that whole run I was dead. Mm. I mean, we were dead before that, but we knew we were like, no, but out of sight, out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. We, you know, we have to work so hard. Um, and we were just, I mean, that's what we were just trained to do. But I do remember after No Strings Attached, I, I, I told management, like, can we just have two weeks off? Just, wow. just two weeks just to do whatever we want to do, not think about music, because you got to give your brain a rest, you know, sometimes. I can't believe they didn't suggest that. Yeah. How do they not... I, yeah. And I didn't realize that I needed that break because me, I'm more creatively. I love television and film and like things that I write. I just that's where my brain goes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that was a talent of mine until I had a little break because, yeah, I write music, but I'm not good at it. And I always knew I wasn't good. I'm like, OK, this is for me. But it wasn't until I started writing like film and television i'm like oh this is where i'm supposed to be right now um but i would have never known that if i didn't give my brain a break from this whole you know music thing and then of course they didn't give us any time off <laughs> so we, uh, oh my god they didn't give you the couple weeks no 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 but we did finally it was after the celebrity album and it was uh we were about to go on that that last tour which we didn't know was gonna be the last tour and uh so I remember right before that, we went to management and said, well, actually it was Justin. Justin was the one that said, hey guys, you know, I would like to have you know, six months off to mm -hmm. work on a solo record. Like I would love to have some time off to like, really, I've always wanted to do a solo record. And we were all like, yes, that is perfect. I think we all need to have half a year off to really just Let's be, be individuals, yeah, be like, individuals, yeah. right? Exactly. So we were just so excited about that. And that, of course my plans got derailed because that's when I got asked to go to space. So my six months I spent over in Russia training to become a cosmonaut um, as Justin was doing his album. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then we came back from our hiatus and it just, it just kept going the hiatus because Justin's stuff just kept blowing up bigger, up. bigger. And there was just no way he could stop. And uh, here we are 23 years later and we're just finally getting back together. <laughs> 
he's a little bit of a six month turned into twenty three oh. years. But uh, you know, but hey, they say it's like Marilyn Monroe, like if you you know if you die young, you'll you'll last forever. And I think mm. us dying young um, kept us, I don't know, relevant for those years, which is random but well, uh, because it was also the break came at the peak like it was there was never a fizzle i mean it was right. not, for, you, for you they, guys they were burnt out right yeah, how you can't you can, that's not sustainable that yeah. sort of pace and you feeling like I, uh, out of sight out of mind i mean they yeah. wouldn't give you two weeks off uh, yeah and you could tell you know hindsight of course and you know i talked to people that were the record label and all that and you know and they knew this was happening but they also knew they're like Every single album, they would say they got one more in them. They got one more in them. So they all knew they had to squeeze as much out as possible. Um, so they knew they were working us to death because they knew that it was going to end at some point. Right. Right. All right. So you 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 mentioned it. We've got to touch on it. The, the going into space, that yeah. period of time, because <laughs> I, here's, here's what I remember about that. Yeah. What year was that? That was 2002. Okay, two thousand and two. Because I feel like we had some, we had some kind of gathering or something or some kind of party, and your assistant at the time, I think we we reached out to you about something, or maybe Ben wanted you to be in something again. It's possible because I don't think at that point he just wanted you to be in everything. I know, he was I doing. Know. <laughs> and I remember your assistant at the time; she was so sweet and left a mess. She's like, "Hey, y'all, um, we're everything's so crazy here with you know Lance going into space and all that, like." <laughs> We were like, wait, what? Wait. What's happening? Yeah, that, that, would, just, be, we, that would be Beth Flanagan. She was, we went yeah. to high school together, and yeah, she talked just like that. I was, <laughs> she was so sweet about it. We were like, wait, what? What is happening? So tell us about that moment in time. I mean, it still confuses me, that whole thing. But I remember when I got the call, my manager called and was like, so uh, there's a company that wants to send the youngest person to space and they've tapped you to be that astronaut. And I'm like, okay. And this is when Ashton had punked and it, you know, it was so big. And I like Cindy, who my manager was, was like, Cindy, this is punked. Like they're You're getting punked. For a oh punked here. I was like, there's no way in hell someone's going to send me to space. Yes. It was my dream, but there's no way they're sending. Cause then there was no, space tourism like no one knew what there was dennis tito had just flown but that was like nothing um so it took a couple of weeks for them to keep calling us back <laughs> to convince us so that it was real. crazy um and then yeah so once i was convinced that this could be a real thing they flew me over to russia to start the medical training and it just i mean it was just the quickest thing ever um and I was so separated from the world, you know, living in this army base in the middle of nowhere, Russia. Uh, and with, you know, I had a, I had a phone, but no one ever called me on it. There was no TV. There was no nothing. It was just training 24 seven, seven days a week. That's all you did. Um, so I didn't know what was going on outside those, those gates uh, at all, but it was as intense as it was. It was, my favorite thing I think I've ever, ever done because it oh really it pushed me in ways I never thought I could be pushed. You're learning things that you never thought you would even be capable of learning. I mean, you're doing rocket science and you're doing it in another language. And I mean, it's just, it's everything that you dreamed of as a kid, you know, and you like, you look at all the Apollo days and all that. And 
it's exactly the same. Like everything I went through with the Soyuz and the Russian space program was the exact things that the Apollo guys went through because nothing has changed. You know, it's like, it's the same technology, the same everything. This is blowing my mind. Oh, that yeah, you... seriously. Not many people would have said yes to that. Yeah, well, the, there was the no power of saying no to that. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, it sucks too because I actually would have flown because they – they wanted me there 12 months because it would take a year to train. And I like, right. I don't have 12 months. I have six months. I have an album right. that we have to start in six months. That's all you got. And they're like, okay, we'll condense this. And so they just condensed it into this real intense program. Um, and then a week before my launch, I was about to go to Baikonur where we launch and my stuff had already flown up. I'm, I'm, all my clothes are still up on the ISS. <laughs> like they, all my experiments are there. And uh, yeah, a week before I went to Baikonur, because this was all for a documentary, uh, you know, and it was it was the first time Hollywood was making a contract with a Russian space agency, which is not a good thing. Um, and so finally, they canceled the whole mission because uh, they forgot that no insurance company would ever insure a production like that going to space. Like they, I, I would never be insured. So without insurance, there's no funding, and without funding, I can't go. So my mission was canceled the week before. Um, which is sad. So oh, you went through oh. all of that. Was mm-hmm. it just complete? Were you devastated? I was, was so it- devastated. Of course, it was heartbreaking. Oh, I mean, I, I've done so many mock missions that I feel like I did the mission. So that was incredible. And I just love that experience. But, you know, to be able to have finished the mission would have been amazing. And knowing that there wouldn't have been an album and I, could have done that 12 month thing and really flown was also another gut punch. I'm like, oh, Ooh. I came home to nothing after nothing. So it was, you know, it was definitely a couple of depressing years after that. Oh, I bet. And also being so isolated, like you said, like you had a phone, but nobody was ca- like you were really that must have been extremely lonely. It was, and I didn't know how much that affected me uh, because when you're in it, you're just so concentrating that. Like, you don't know what to think except just work, 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 work. And I, had a, mm-hmm. I had a psychologist that I'd had to meet with every week because, you know, there's certain people on earth that you won't get along with up in space. It's a weird, weird thing. So they're, you know, trying to figure out like <laughs> which astronauts can you talk to and not talk to. It's just that kind of stuff. So they have to meet with you every week. And, uh, and they would always be doing emergency stuff. And Mark Shuttleworth, who was the first African in space, he was the one right before me. So I took over, you know, his apartment and all that. And so he was telling me, look, they're going to wake you up in the middle of the night, 4 a.m. yelling fire in Russian and just seeing how you react. Like they need to know just how you're going to just handle everything, especially emergencies. So knowing that every time anything was thrown at me, I would very calmly just deal with it. And I had no emotion whatsoever. And so the psychiatrist was like, so they're worried that you have no emotion. <laughs> well, <laughs> someone warned you that you were going to be tested in that way. I know. I'm like, yeah, but you keep like throwing things at me. I'm like, I don't know what to do except just, just pretend that this is not real and let's just deal with it right now. So they were very scared that I had no emotion. But <laughs> back from there, I feel like I thought I brought that home with me because there's many times I'm like, I feel checked out at times. I'm like, okay, like just – brainwash well, the muscle memory of yeah, pr- yeah of you practicing that enough or uh, um, you know what i mean uh, that um, i'm sure coming back you were like desensitized to a lot yeah. i mean that's the, the, re- the, the I, yeah desensitized mm-hmm. like re- re-entry for you just to your own normal life yeah so, so, I, so I just don't, is, i'm really good in emergencies now 
So it's oh just, my I'm, God. I'm dude, calm. you learned you learned even temperedness, which is one yeah. of the greatest uh, attributes. And and honestly, it's the journey's the thing, right? I mean, yes, the result of being up in space would have been amazing, but ninety percent of that whole experience you did oh, yeah. achieve. Oh, exactly. I mean, one time they <laughs> this is how they would f like really mess with you. Uh, so it was the first time. You know what a parabolic flight is, where you get the zero g. Uh, oh yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> it was one of my classes. You had to, you know, do the parabolic flights, and you had to do certain things like lift two thousand pounds. You had to put your spacesuit on a certain amount of time, and whatever. So, but Russia's space program is so poor, like none of, none of the money flows into the space program. So, a lot of their stuff they have to share with tourists. <laughs> so, our parabolic flight was like half tourists and half the space program. And so, I'm doing my thing. The tourists are floating around, having a good time, and then. uh <laughs> All of a sudden, the alarm goes off, the plane's going down, my interpreter, who, by the way, Christine, looks just like you, by the way, like you look just like my interpreter. Like a Russian interpreter. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, but she had never flown before, so she's throwing up everywhere and just panicking, and she's telling me, she's like, the plane's going down, the plane's going down. I'm like, sure, the plane's going down. And, you know, you had to put your little your little backpack on that has a parachute and it's a static line thing. And so <laughs> the back of the plane opens up and I'm like, wow, they're really, uh, they're really, they're testing you. <laughs> yeah. And so we get to the edge of the plane and they're pushing out all the tourists, like tourists are jumping out of the plane. We're over Siberia. I have no idea where we're at. I'm like, I've never parachuted before. I don't know how to land. I don't know. What is, I, I don't know. I'm going to break a leg. Uh, so, and you're I, just still like, yeah, this is a joke, guys. Oh, this no, is, I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah going sure, <laughs> we're going down. Sure, so I get right at the edge of the plane, and they're like, okay, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. And I still to this day don't know if it was a test or not, but we continued. All those tourists were thrown out. I don't know if they were plants, but it was that was the kind of shit that they put me through. <laughs> oh my, I feel like you could be in the CIA or something now. Like I literally feel like it was a bigger- Yeah, there's nothing you can't <laughs> do at this point. It's so funny. Someone actually came to me with the idea of making a film about it, but would be a, a, a spy for America. And it was <laughs> using this like pop star boy bander to like infiltrate the space program just to get to Putin. <laughs> Dude, you're into screenwriting. There's your next script. Are you kidding me? No one to write it better than you. Right. Those gravitational pulls on your stomach are for real, though. I, I, I really quickly, I did MTV Sports a long time ago. Remember with Dan Cortez? Of course. And uh, it was me and David Charvet with two Desert Storm pilots in these little Tomcat planes mm-hmm. doing mock dogfights. And I think I had been out drinking the night before, but they, they told me there's going to be several gravitational pulls on your stomach. Are you okay with the, I said, I've never been plane stick, uh, motion sick. Uh, the, the episode ends with me saying, can you, can you open the, uh, the roof, uh, and, and my vomiting. Oh, <laughs> they were, they were trying to make me throw up so much. There's a couple of gravity things. Well, one, you know, the centrifuge. So you're just, oh, yeah, yeah. you don't know which way's up. Yeah. And, and they put you, there's one where they put you on a pilot access. So in order to be a pilot, you have to do a certain access where you don't black out, but you have to put out these lights and I have horrible blood flow, horrible, but there was no way during this medical training that I was going to not pass this. Cause I was determined to get into training so we did it and I black out immediately. I'm like, I'm, I can't see a thing. Oh my God. But I'm sitting there just thinking when maybe the red light would come on and somehow <laughs> I hit it every time and I pass. I'm like, yeah, totally. That's, that's totally fine. 
So, so somehow I passed that and got into training. Uh, and then the other one, yes, flying uh, a MIG. They had me the very first day before I even went into medical training. I mean, my dad was there and they, they assign you a cosmonaut that's kind of like your mentor. And of course, as a joke, because NASA didn't want me there. Like they thought this was stupid that they were going to let, uh, they, they thought I was an alcoholic. I don't know where that came. Why would they think like, that? Because I'm a rock star. Oh, right, right. Boy bander. American right. rock star. Partier. Yeah, so they were so against me being an astronaut. And so they, you know, they didn't want me there. But when you're there, they give you a cosmonaut that's your mentor. Russia gave me the cosmonaut that was uh, responsible for crashing Mir. <laughs> so as kind of like a joke, they're like, we're going to give you our, our shit cosmonaut, you know. So we get there and they're just vodka, vodka, vodka. Everyone's drinking. I'm like, okay. Oh, but you're the alcoholic. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we had vodka after every single class. Like it was, yes, vodka was. A, um, it's like your water, their water, right? We're, right? You know, we're a little tipsy. And so my, my mentor is like, all right, let's go fly. I'm like, well, okay. So we set out a flight plan. We get into the MIG. Um, we're drunk and we are doing these flight patterns that are, so intense i'm flying the plane you know flipping upside down doing the whole cut the the engine and then come back up i've never in my life experienced something like that because those g-forces are so insane but uh that was my entry into the whole russian space program as uh flying a mig wasted did, did you oh, must have thrown up God. right for sure i did not throw up they still <gasps> only time what? i ever threw up was from the workouts that they would make me do because they would make you run five miles a day, swim so many meters a day. I mean, they just, it was so much cardio that I would bleh, just be puking everywhere. Oh, what an experience. Wow. That um, is insane to me. This is the most insane story. I mean, it is insane. It's just like, it's unbelievable. Like really, I, I still think I'm like, wow. It was such a long lifetime ago that it's yeah. not seem real at all to me. Yeah. It's, it's a lot harder than doing a podcast. <laughs> which i want to i want to get into because uh, i listened to the joey mcintyre um interview yeah. and i because i i i knew about your show and I, it's it was just amazing listening to you guys rap out about your experiences parallel type of experiences but can you tell us about frosted tips because it, it's really yeah. awesome yeah frosted tips has been so fun you know iheart came to me with this idea to do a uh to do a show um and they asked if I had any ideas. I'm like, well, I've always wanted to use the name Frosted Tips. I think that would just be the funniest <laughs> show name ever. I don't know what that is, but sure. It's and, 90s, right? Yeah. And so they just came up with, okay, let's do a teen idol show. Originally, it was just like boy band members only. Like, let's get to know every single individual boy band member, which now the term boy band has expanded into the Beatles and Boys to Men and New Edition. Right. So everyone now is like under the same umbrella, which right. is so we get more guests, but now it's just turned into teen idols. So you guys, like, I mean, just so many great people that experienced what it was like to be a teen idol uh, and getting into the heads of people and, and what their experience was like. Cause our experience in the late nineties, early two thousands was so different from a teen idol today, having to deal with social media. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see the parallels and the, and the things that are not so similar between everyone's careers. Uh, but it's just fascinating. I love interviewing people. I'm a talker. Uh, I talk too much. Uh, so it is nice to really just kind of get in their heads and, and, and just realize like what they went through. And, and again, 
so many similarities. Like almost every single guest, we have the similar story. I'm like, yeah, we went through that same exact thing. And just knowing that these people went through the same thing you went through, it does seem a lot less lonely. Sure. Yeah, and it was the it was the last time to be to go through that type of fame and idolism yeah. before all of the social yeah. media distracts. So it was Which, like really the well, last of a of a breed. It was. And I and I talk to, you know, Gen Zers these days that, you know, they don't they don't really go out to clubs. They don't do that much. And I think it's because of the privacy that you don't have, you know, back in our, I can, I, that should be my next podcast. Back in my day, uh, <laughs> we would go out in LA in the late nineties or the two thousands, you would go like to, you know, Pantera Sarah's places. Um, oh my God. I love <laughs> Sarah. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, her the favorite birthday is coming up next week. So how old? Oh boy. Happy oh boy. birthday, okay. Sarah. Uh, so, you know, and she would have the signs like, no pictures, no picture, like no one dared taking a picture inside a club. It was just not right. cool. Like, except for her, except for Sarah. She was right. the only picture she had on that era. <laughs> she threw the party. She was the right. one throwing it. Like you, you trust that that was not going to get in the inquire. And thank goodness, because we have all those pictures now. But it was just <laughs> an easier, fun time because we could all just hang and not worry about things. Um, but yeah, you make a few mistakes without the world. You're allowed yes. to make mistakes, you know. You yes, be- and also, mm-hmm. how about everybody was present? Everyone was right. there and talking there to was each not other. One time of this, not one no. Time. Oh my god, Lance! I go to concerts now, and literally, people are watching the concert through their phone. Through their phone, I. Know. They're not present for the show. I, I told these girls next to me at the Taylor Swift concert. I'm like, I know this is like awesome and everything, but enjoy the moment. All you have to do is go to TikTok or Instagram and just take someone's video of someone like one row away and it's going to look exactly right. same, same thing. Just your friends that was you. Take, you took that. Right, yeah. It. yeah, it is it is <laughs> it's I I love what you said about the the you know having the conversations with people who, so, so you feel less lonely. I mean, I think that's something David and I have found that you know through through this podcast and through talk, you know shared experiences in the 90s um you know we we all a lot of us had different backgrounds but it's amazing how similar the moments that the even from like what you said about your your parents and and how families dealt with yeah. with you know as as teenagers going into a world that was very different and it has been so I, I mean, we have just enjoyed it so much. I mean, we're talkers too. So it's like we we never feel like we have enough time with our guests no, <laughs> because no. we it, just have been enjoying fun. it so much. You bring up families because it is interesting to see uh, the celebrities that did have a different family makeup. You know, um, like I always bring up like Aaron Carter, Nick Carter's family. You know, it wasn't the best family to be a part of. They, you know, it was an abusive family, you know, and we were definitely on parallel, you know, planes, you know, going in the same direction. But his family was so different from my family and just seeing the things that he had to go through that I never had to go through. It just makes you it makes you really feel for people that you just didn't you didn't understand what they were having to go through at that time and how lucky we were to have a right the great support. gratitude for your mm-hmm. family support yeah but also the big common denominator is and I'm, I'm gonna ask you guys the management the representatives they all took advantage of us at that young age there was not one story that was positive not one everyone was taken advantage of so did y'all have that experience too where like your first your first jobs are like, well, they took all the money and they took advantage of me. 
I mean, David, you can, I mean, for us on that, on our Nickelodeon show, like, A, it was a Nickelodeon show, so we weren't really making a lot of money. <laughs> so, so they were already taking advantage of us, right? Because we were sort of relocated, working for nothing, pretty much. I think, you know, at the time it felt like a lot because we were teenagers. Exactly, yeah. But we look at the way, like the, the hours and how we were worked. And like we said, we were teenagers, but we didn't have parents there. We had, legal guardians supposedly but nobody was keeping real track of us and so and and i think that there was just so much that they would people would never get away with today that that they were asking of us and like you said you know just overworked and that we just didn't know better we really didn't know better i think and we we were very fortunate because i think we did have some really good people keeping eyes out for us and you know we were kind of in our own little bubble and did not reach that level of fame and celebrity that you experienced so quickly you know our hey dude was a slow burn of like a decade later people were like we loved that show you were like we didn't know anyone watched it uh i was an og so i was from <laughs> i was with this woman iris burton christine did you remember her iris burton? i remember you i remember she was your manager or agent yeah, right she yeah. you know she had River and, and, and Joaquin Phoenix, and she, she was like uh, right out of like a Woody Allen movie. You know, mm-hmm. she was uh, abrasive, but she was protective of me. But Lance, my daughter is an influencer, um, a content creator on YouTube and TikTok. And, and uh, talk about a dark side of the business mm-hmm. that exists right now. There is, I mean, we need to literally keep a bubble around her yeah. and she pretty much says no to everything but there mm-hmm. what, what's going on now with content creators and young influencers is insane oh, yeah. yeah it's something i've learned a lot about the last year because uh we're actually putting because i love making documentary films it's just my passion of course there's no money in it but it's my passion awesome. uh, so the next one we're putting together is looking at that world about influencers and content creators young you know teenagers and even younger right. um it is a dark, dark world with no regulations. It is not like being on a TV set these days where they're, you know, you have to do this. You, um, they are no, being, union, no union protection or any of that. Um, and mm-hmm. the parents are the worst ones. The parents are the ones really messing these kids up and taking advantage of them. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a few content creators out there that are now finally coming forward and sharing their stories. And uh, it's, it's a very, very dark world right now. And I hope to get that message out there to help warn you know some kids that are trying to get into this world that this is what you need to look out for enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER 
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You guys reunited for a new song for the Trolls movie, which is off the charts. I'm so psyched. Are, are there more songs to come? Uh, it is the question of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Please. No, this, was, this was so not, there wasn't a major plan for this, right? It was, <laughs> you know, back in April, Justin was like, hey, I would love to use you on this because he executive produces the troll soundtrack. So he's like, I'd love to use you guys on this song because the whole movie is about him getting back with his band. So it just made sense. Right. Um, and so that was kind of like, you know, the catalyst uh, of just us getting back together talking. And we had so much fun in the studio that, yes, we're talking about, okay, what could be next? But uh, right now, yeah. you know, but it's so crazy to really wait 23 years to do some art with these guys and it's stifled, you know, right at the beginning. We're like, we can't do anything at the VMAs. We wanted to do something bigger, but we couldn't do it. We just had to go out there and just say hi. And we, oh, yeah, you got to perform that but song. That was kind of a nice little tease though. That was, was kind of a nice a little, yes. It actually turned out better than probably what we would have done. So right. it just is, you know what? The fans out there, they're the ones really, shaping our future i mean we hear everyone we had no idea that it would be that crazy um so you know no plans right now let's get through this movie first um and then after this movie uh is done i think we can all kind of sit down and be like okay whoosh, what do we do now what can we do uh but you know the future looks bright for sure Oh, this is such good news. Yeah, I can't wait it's to hear It's such good news. And Lance, I just have to say, when I uh, reached out to you to see if you would be willing to come on here, and it's true, we had literally, as a family, just watched rewatched Tropic Thunder, which we do annually. It's an annual event because when we, we all go to Hawaii on a family vacation, uh, that's where most of the film was shot, was in Hawaii. So we always just every year. <laughs> you did not get to shoot in Hawaii. <laughs> but, but I asked Ben about this last night. And by the way, he says hi. But I said, because I recall that the script was written. They shot that scene where where um, Brandon's character, you know, quickly he says, "I there is somebody back home. Yeah. 
Lance and hey. then Robert Downey hey. Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he quickly goes back. And But I said to Ben, did you guys write it knowing you were going to ask Lance to do it? And he goes, he said, I think he and Justin Thoreau, who wrote it, he said, no, I think we wrote it because it was the, the funny name that we and it was a, like he could quickly come back on it, not knowing they would ever get you. It might have been like the dream to get you to do it. <laughs> and 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 they shot it anyway. And I said, well, what were you going to do if he didn't do it? And he goes, we would just wouldn't have used you at the end, like in the at the awards it's show. Like landed. it just would have. Uh-huh. Yeah. It wouldn't or have some had random the same guy payoff. named Lance. Uh-huh. But it's yeah, a- <laughs> like the payoff of you yeah. in that final moment of the movie is just like it, we all were like cheering i mean it really is one of those things oh, like ben, you. you know ben is the last person to want to watch any movies I, of his own but like that's something as a family we always ben, watch and ben love. has given me a couple of gifts for sure i'm telling you i i think more people want to talk about tropic thunder and zoolander more than anything when i'm out in public <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, I know, because I remember reading the Zoolander script when he first sent it, and I'm like, this is stupid. Like, this is so crazy. <laughs> like, this is like either going to be a huge hit because it is so insane, or like, where, what is this going to? But like, of course, I immediately was like, I'm doing this. This is so silly. <laughs> It's so great. It's, so you're such a sport. I and know. You, you say like, yes to things. I, the power of yes, Christine, right? That's like, been like yes. a through line uh, on a lot of our guests. There's just a lot of power in saying yes to things, whether it's going to space or doing a movie that uh, you think was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, learning, that turns learning out great. how to say no to the right things to say no to, but also exactly. back to those experiences that you have no idea where it's going to take you. That's That's the fun part of it. Like, I don't Right. The things that might on page just be you might be a little afraid of, like the because it's very easy to kind of hide yourself behind the fear of it and just say, oh, no, no, it's out of my comfort zone. No, no, no. And I it's same thing. I'm at that stage in my life. And by the way, like my yeses have gotten so much smaller where it's like some friends will be in from out of town and they're like, we're going out to dinner at eight o'clock at night. And I was like, the power of yes, I will go at eight o'clock at night, even though I would rather be in bed. Uh, in well, I feel like because people say, oh, you don't have a life anymore now that you have kids. And yes, I thought when we had kids that we wouldn't see any of our friends and it would be like crazy. I feel like we see our friends more because I would always say no to the like, oh, you want to have Friday, you know, Friday night dinner. When Friday would come, I'm like, I just want to stay in. And so I would always talk myself out of going out. Now, now you totally. need it. It's like, now I'm like, okay, Saturday is our day. We're seeing everyone. Right. I don't care if I'm tired. We are going out and we're making this count. So at least once a week, we force ourselves to go out and have a great time. And now I feel like it's so good. everyone more. It's so good. It's a good balance. Uh, this was so great. Yeah, this, man. This, this was This amazing. interview was happy making for us. One of my it's favorites. Just... <laughs> oh, Lance. I'm going to put on your new uh, your, your new song right now. Well, it's out now. Finally, people get to hear the whole thing. <laughs> Love it. No. <laughs> so psyched. Thank you, Lance, for being with us. Well, so good to see this you was... guys. You are the bestest. Yeah, and uh, I'll definitely contact you when we get that doc together. And Christine, when you are back, let's get together. Please let's let's do it. I want to give you a squeeze, uh, <laughs> and I need to see those babies. No, I know they're the best. They're the best. Oh, congrats on everything! Oh, thank you, and congrats, gorgeous uh, family. Always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> see you soon. Great to see you, buddy. Bye. Okay, lots of love. Right, you too. That was just <laughs> seriously. I don't even. I was so excited for that interview, and it lived up to everything I was hoping it would be.
I know. I'm really just beaming. And I I actually had remembered that space story. And I was like, oh, I, it's probably not even something he wants to talk about because it was so surreal at the time. And I remember it was sort of at a period of time where we were hanging out and like spending time together. And that's it's that exact quote of his assistant with the Southern accent. Saying, <laughs> Who looks just like you. <laughs> oh, no, that Lance, was the, the no, Russian that was translator. His, yes, that was his Russian translator. <laughs> but I never expected that. Like, I never heard that story. I, I, I don't even know if that was. News. It I was remember, in the news. It was in the news, but I like the whole story I don't think was ever really like. I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere online or maybe he's talked about it a lot, but I didn't know anything about it. So. Uh, he's just a dream. He is a dream. He's, I, you know, he just makes me smile and um, so happy for them. It's really, it really is cool. Like I, 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 I have a visceral reaction to this band getting me, together. So I love I. it. I'm not kidding. I was playing his music <laughs> all day yesterday, and uh, the new song is so great. And he's just had an amazing journey, right? Like they really f- felt. I, from listening to it, I feel like the band broke up because they burnt these guys out. For you sure, can't do yeah. that for five years straight. Record, rehearse, tour, record, rehearse, tour. And then and then they get six months off and he goes to Russia to train to go to space. <laughs> and he's reinvented himself. And I, I, I mean, I love I love his whole attitude and his whole journey. And it was a great interview. And I was always much more of an in sync than a backstreet boys. I'm sorry. I just was. He said that they, they were always in the shadow. And I always was like, nope, in sync. And maybe it's because we got I'll, to know them a little too. But I, I was like, no, I'm an in sync. I'll say girl. this: I don't know if there would have been an in sync without Backstreet. Absolutely. But they took it to a new level. And you yeah. know what? I, I, uh, I mean, I, I'm not. This isn't insulting to anyone in any of those bands. But Justin Timberlake is a talent like uh, on the level of. Something you know you see a few times in a lifetime, right? Right. So, oh, absolutely. So he brought that band up to, and, yes. and then and then Lance said Justin wanted to take a few months off to do a solo record, and just never it never stopped. It just blew, right. He just blew exactly up. exactly. Um, well, Fa- that fascinating. was epic, epic. <laughs> he is Lance is somebody we've been wanting to have on for a long time. So, um, thank so you thanks for, for listening, and thank you, Christine, for calling him. And oh my gosh, um, the, I, it's the, the, this is the best excuse to have to call people that I, you know right, we lost touch with. Yep, yep, totally. <laughs> so we'll keep it up. We'll keep it up. But um, thanks everybody for listening, and we've got some real. We got a good episode for next week, so come back and uh, and join us. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at HeyDudeThe90sCalled. See you next time. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.